Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Bush League uh, after a mini hiatus again. We are back um, here to discuss everything that's going on. The We're recording this on a Wednesday, so the night, the day before fan football season officially kicks off. Dan, how you feeling? I'm ecstatic, Chuck. It's the day before the day, which is sometimes the best day because you're just so excited. It's, this is Christmas Eve, but for adults, it's the best. How, how are you? You, you, you got to be right there with me, right? I am, but I it's both Christmas Eve, but it's also like like the day before like a big test also where you're just like uh I hope I hope this went the way I hope, you know, in <laughs> fantasy, you know, I've got all these players, I think I, I think I like them. They I think they're going to be good, but mm-hmm. are they going to be good? Well, I guess we'll find out. We'll find yeah, out. I guess- I guess this is the only this is we we haven't been wrong yet, Chuck. We've been only 100 percent correct on every one of our fantasy takes on this show so far, uh, I guess, up until potentially tomorrow. <laughs> yes, but, we're 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 still in that Schrodinger phase of the cat is both dead and alive. We are both right and wrong at the same time. Yeah, the time. Being. Well, um, I'm ready to, to find out what's going on with the cat. So let, let's go. Indeed. Indeed. I am, too. Um you know, we got our football fix with college football already. Now it's time for the pros to uh, kick off. Um, so we want to talk last time. I believe we talked about that. The next time we would do an episode, we would recap our Bush League draft, the Bush League draft. Yes. Um, the shit show that it was. Yes. This year <laughs> was marked by a decided number of. Uh, well, let's call them. Uh, keeper debacles. <laughs> yes. Um, it started off early. Everyone, I had two people call me saying, how do you, I, you know, edit the rankings. And I said, you have to do it before the draft room opens. And they said, <laughs> oh, too late. And I was like, yep. This is going to happen. It also happened. I know, I believe Jesse and it happened to me too, where I did the pre-draft rankings and edited it, but it didn't save. So I don't know what's going on with th- what was going on with that. But um, yeah. So anyways, we had. Essentially, the way the league is set up is we each get our keeper and the rules are what you draft them. If you drafted them the year before that you get that you take them to you have a two round penalty. You have to take them two rounds before you took them last year. Um, it, only if you keep them. If it's your second time keeping them. Or if you kept them for multiple times. Yes. Right, yes. If you just ended up with them, then you get them where they were drafted. Um, so Chuck, being our great and noble commissioner, you know, had been sending out t- t- you know, texts for, I'm going to say, a month, weeks. <laughs> hey, we're getting our keepers together. Edit your draft rankings so you don't draft them during the draft. And I'm going to say nobody did it. <laughs> Basically, yeah, it went uh, it went pretty poorly. Luckily, I thought I was going to have to like do everything after the draft. But quickly, I realized one of my league manager tools was that I could pause the draft and undo a pick. Yes, but here was the second part of the debacle. So that happens in like the second round. I think Duran was the first person did it twice. And then we had to like and then we go all right. I think it happens two more times. And then Luke got screwed out of a pick, kind of, because he picked, 
he tried to pick someone, yeah, there, but waited a, yeah, too long. Some, yeah. What happened was he waited too long to pick. Yes. And then the auto pick kicked in and took who I have, um, took Cooper, keeper. I believe. So I pause the draft and undo the pick, resume, and he, I see he drafts Amari Cooper. And yeah. I don't think anything of it. He's a Cowboys fan. I just thought a Cooper was a pick. He then calls me, and we've already are at this point like five or six picks at this point, and says, I wasn't trying to pick Amari Cooper. And I said, what do you mean? He said, I was on auto draft. So apparently when he waited too long and I undid it, he went back to, he was still on auto draft. And it, yeah, I think like, yeah, the time had expired when you sent it back to him. So then it bang, it just, it just shot whatever his IQ or whatever the highest ADP was, which was Cooper. I believe he was trying to draft Clyde Edwards Alaire, I think is is who he wanted. Yes. Yes. So I believe I was the final uh, person to guilty uh, person. I accidentally drafted Patrick Mahomes, Ricky's keeper, that I did not mean to. I think that was the final corrected keeper pick. Because then, yes. Chuck, I believe you had to leave for work. And, I was le- uh, I, so I'm yes. Then I'm driving for to work, and I had specifically sent a message. We cannot. I cannot go back <laughs> and do this while I'm driving. I can't. I'm queuing up. Like you know what I mean. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then Pappas, being the dumbass that he is, (laughs) falls asleep and drafts three keepers in a row. (laughs) Fell asleep at, like, 9 p.m. At 9.30 p.m. He lives in Ohio, so he's central time. He's in central time. So 8 8 p.m. central time, and he's falling asleep. Now, granted, I know he gets up early because he sent a text, like, the next day at, like, 5-something. But, like... What the hell? <laughs> yeah, what are you, what are you doing, Pap? It's the middle of the draft. Uh, so then, yeah, he drafts my keeper and two other people's keepers. and Rumble's keeper to, and my keeper. Yes, and you just have to just rectify it afterwards. What, I, what was the final uh, solution to? I just forced his team to drop the, the people instantly, and we picked them up on waivers. I was going to try and punish him and do the whole thing. Uh, I had said like, if you draft a keeper, you you know get they get to take them and somebody else. But mm-hmm. a Pappas did pay money for this league, as we all did, and yep. I feel like if we took all three of our players and three of his best players, which was going to happen, mm-hmm. he, he had no chance. It's he would over. have no. Yeah. It's, it's over, and that's so. not fair for some, and it's not like anyone really did it intentionally. You know no, what I mean? and he, I, it would have been worse if nobody else screwed up the entire draft, and then he falls asleep. Like, oh, but literally, almost everybody, everybody except for I think you and Luke, maybe, accidentally picked somebody else's keeper. No, I think it was me and I think Jesse, Jesse, maybe Reggie oh, also Stakely, because Luke was the we just discussed. Luke accidentally took. Oh, the act- yes, that's right. My bad. I, right. Yeah, I always think of his controversy as the CEH keeper, not not the not the drafting yeah. of the keeper. But um, um, so Pappas ended up getting Clyde Edwards layer, but him and Luke worked out a trade. So they worked them that out themselves. Yeah. Which is yep. fun. Um but yeah so that's so, the controversy of, of the of the draft itself. Yeah. Um but luckily Chuck fixed most of it. Pabs is gonna, you know, he's he's starting out in eighth place because of, of what has happened. Um but it, we're an eighteen team eight team league and that was late enough 
that he should still have the core of his foundation, you know, in place. Right. Right. Um, so now we go to our actual teams. Me and Dan are discuss our teams. Um, I'm pretty happy with my team, Dan. Why don't we start with you? What do you what, okay. What was the highlight for you of the draft? See that? Because of all the chaos, you almost were scrambling with your pick a little bit. I was trying, you know, my highlight of the draft might have been Pat Mahomes in the eighth if I could have gotten it, but then then I realized that was Ricky's. Um, <laughs> I I have CMC at the first overall pick. We've talked about this. It's it's impossible to not leave a draft with CMC and feel like that's still the highlight of my draft, you know. Um, right. But I will say I got to do something because we're an eight teamer and it's so deep. We, we do a second flex. We do two IDPs. It, it's, it's a bit different. I actually think my favorite pick is actually I got Dak Prescott in the 10th. I've had I've had I've, we've expressed on this podcast my concern for Dak. But when I get it, when it's the 10th round, man, I'm I'm ecstatic with that. You know, plus I got CD Lamb in like the fifth or something and uh, have that stack. It's atypical for the way I like to draft, but it's such a weird league. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, I am also noticing, I mean, you got Waller, an elite yes. tight end. That's yep. a nice pick. And you got your boy Calvin Ridley and the guy I knew you were targeting. Oh, yeah. My, my first three picks fell to me exactly how I wanted them to. Um, because I knew I was getting Gibson later. I knew I got CMC. I've locked up two top, in my opinion, top 10 running backs. I'm attacking the other positions then. I need, I need that tight end advantage. Because we're an eight-teamer. You're gonna have, there are wide receivers on my bench and on everybody's bench that are still very good players. I'm like, I need the, the positional advantage at tight end. I, I did not want to leave without one of those, well, big two for our draft. Because George Kittle is Luke's keeper. So really, there's only two of them on the board. And Kelsey had gone. Uh, man, if I could have gotten Kelsey, holy crap. But I'm, I love having Waller at that spot. Did you, who did you end up at your tight end spot? I took Kelsey. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. That's what I thought. I was like, you, ha- you have to. Well, and I was in the 8-9 turn. Yep. So I was sitting there, and my keeper was Josh Allen, who I was getting, you know, I knew I was getting late. Yeah. Um, so I, ne- I didn't have to worry about quarterback plus in an 18 league, you know, my backup quarterback is going to be quarterback 16. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was pretty happy with well, my quarterback situation, but, um, yeah. Um, the only thing I'm noticing on your team, let me pull up your roster again, is that, I mean, CMC and Antonio Gibson are a lethal combo. The rest of your running backs are a little thin. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, I didn't do, I didn't necessarily do zero RB because I have them almost do like that modified zero RB. I got my two guys, and then I kind of wanted to just figure it out later because there's always guys through the season, you know, injuries and you know, random guy you didn't you didn't figure out um, that you can get that that third one. Uh, and I, I like I do like Chase Edmonds this year. I think he's a solid, you know, second flex. He can live there all season. There's not I don't think there's much risk with him. Um, 
but yeah, my running back depth is the thing I need to figure out for sure. Cause my wide receiver depth's ridiculous. Yeah. I think I, mean, I chase Claypool and T Higgins on my bench. Yeah, you do. And I mean, Jamal Williams and Naheem Hines are your only other running backs, but like, and Kenyon Drake, um, all guys that just need something to go right. It's one of those I kind of planned. No, Josh Jacobs, Kenyon Drake's, you know, he's not elite. He'll, he's going to touch the ball 15 to 18 times a game then, you know? I mean, DeAndre Swift is probably hurt enough for Jamal Williams. Plus, just Jamal Williams was still used a lot with the Packers. You think he's going to get some. I mean, that they're not throwing the ball to Quintez Cephas successfully no. in Detroit. Yeah. So you got to figure Jamal Williams has got to be part of that. Yeah, and he's then part I, of the mind, I mean, as a Colts fan, I can tell you, like, just the guy's got to touch the ball. Yep. Um, He'll be, he's in the game plan always. Right. So, right. So, I mean, it's not, not, not bad by any stretch. It's again, 18 T eight. It's just chase Edmonds is actually the one I probably, and Kenyon Drake, but Kenyon Drake, you already knew was a backup anyways. Yes. I, but like chase Edmonds, I would just be like, eh, James Connors waiting in the wings to do something. Maybe mm. what? And I feel like Arizona, the Kyler Murray might end up. Uh, yeah, oh, and you're forgetting you're forgetting one big part of my strategies that goes into a season, Chuck. Trades, baby. Trades are coming. You know, it's it's me. I'm I will be you are finding a way into a, into a third running back. You are the league trade man. But yes, yes. Um, not always successfully uh, put together and many offers rejected, but they go out. They do. All righty. Um, anything else about your team before we move on? I don't think so. I think I think we've uh, established what my team is, and we'll yeah. we'll find out through the season how that played out. Indeed. Let's move over to my team. Um, I am fairly happy with my team, but the, I have more question marks than I felt like I had when I was in the draft. But yeah, that'll that'll happen. I'm pulling yeah. your team up right now. Um. Okay. Breakdown is I'm starting Josh Allen, and then the running backs I've got Aaron Jones and Joe Mixon set. I'm I'm fine with that. Wide receivers I've got Adam Thielen and Brandon Ayuk. I'm really happy with that actually because those are two guys that I name wise aren't probably the biggest names, but I'm think are going to have good seasons. Mm-hmm. I've got Travis Kelsey, who you know, Travis Kelsey. Yeah, the, that. Oh, yeah, I, I'm surprised you got him at eight. To be honest, in the flex, I've got OBJ and Raheem Mostert. You, I love Raheem Mostert. Will he stay healthy? Yeah, I, 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 that is the one thing I was going to bring up. Unfortunately, Chuck, maybe about your team: Mixon, Thielen, Ayuk, Beckham, Mostert. Not injury prone, but they've all been hurt significantly in recent memory. But yeah. when they're on the field, man, that's good. And I, I knew, I just knew you were getting Raheem Mostert in this draft. I didn't know <laughs> how early you were going to draft him, but I knew you were going to leave him with, leave the draft with him. Yeah, I mean, it just, it doesn't make sense why he's as low as he is, because I, I get that Trey Sermon is there. But like, when Rick, hold up, let me pull up because it's in his outlook on the ESPN. 
They're both going to eat. Both of those uh-huh. running backs are going to eat. During the eight games Mostert played last year, he was the number 16 running back in the league. And he averages 5.6 yards per carry since he entered the league. Yes. That's ridiculous. 5.6 yards per carry. So, like, I get why you um, might be worried about him. But he's a guy that, like, when you start, if you, especially if you are using, like, your strategy earlier, where you're like, I'm going to figure it out later. He's a great running back to plug in week one because you'll figure it out when you figure it out, which bench, which, you know, backup running backs or whatever are getting, mm-hmm. you're going to waiver wire. He, he, he's the guy you're going to put them in for. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's like, he's your stop gap. He, he he's your, uh, your, your table setting, your appetizer, you know, you, he gets you through the first four games of the season for sure. You know, he's like, while he's there, um, and he gives you the time to figure it out. And that's if he falls off, if he gets hurt, if Trey Sermon takes over, that's baking that into what you're doing with it. Maybe he doesn't get hurt and he's just elite for 12 games, you know, then, right. okay, I'm not going to bench him, but I had the, that, uh, thought process makes sense. Yeah. But just in case I did draft a couple running backs that I'm pretty happy with, um, Two that I'm happy with and one that is a body on my roster right now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Javante Williams, I'm pretty excited about what he's going to do in Denver. I yep. mean, Melvin Gordon's still there, but, um, you know, Teddy Bridgewater is the best thing to ever happen to him too. He's yeah. going to catch so many dump offs. He's, right. I, I, I like that. Now he's your perfect Raheem Mostert flip to Javante Williams in like week eight. Right. And then my other running back that I'm also looking at similar situation is Ronald Jones. Now he's in a little bit more of a crowded backfield because Leonard Fournette is there probably more likely to get goal line stuff. And they brought in Giovanni Bernard, mm-hmm. who I guess is going to get touches, but I mean, he's only 29 Giovanni, but oh, Jones yeah. 24. So it's not like, you know, um, they're not competing with each other at all. They're they're just trying to get Leonard Fournette out of the offense between the two of them. If Ronald yeah. Jones is just give me the first two, and Gio's like, I'll just take the third one. And then we we're great. And Leonard's like, well, then what do I get <laughs> for playoff Lenny's? You know, touchdown Super Bowl Lenny's not got not getting anything. Yeah. But yeah, I'm pretty happy with my team overall. Um, I got a solid set of wide receivers on the bench. I love Cortland Sutton. Um. If he stays healthy, I think he's going to have a lot of upside this year. Um, Marvin Jones, I'm sneakily excited for in the Jags offense. Mm-hmm. And then I've got DJ Shark, who I think, if healthy again in the Jags offense, is going to be really good. That's Michael not a Gap- bad strategy either, taking just yeah. taking the two Jags re- receivers late and like, hey, whichever one it is, I'll, I'll have them. Right. Because LaVisca Chenault, I think, is also going to have a good year. He might end up leading that te- that receiving core, depending on how they use him. But, you yeah, know. He's he's a different style than those other two. The other yeah. two are like downfield, more traditional type, type receivers. Chenault's, you know, your gadget, screen, mixed play. He's more like your Brandon Ayuk, you know. Yeah. And then I took uh, Jalen Rager and Jalen Hurts <laughs> on the <laughs> Eagles. I, 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 I saw that. And it just 
if how how many weeks will you keep Rager on there because you had Hurts? Are you gonna are you gonna just want to keep the stack? Or, or, or is Rager just he's gonna be gone? So. I need to see. I, well, we need to see what this looks like because he only played. He didn't play in that many games last year. I feel or it didn't feel like it. I mean, they just. I think it. I think it might have just not felt like it a little bit. But yes, he did miss time. But I also think Devonta Smith being there probably helps him a little bit. Um, did he even play at all with Hertz? Because I know Hertz didn't play until yeah. the last four games. Right? No. So he was back. Okay. Yeah. 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 And then I picked up Mac Jones from free agency just to see mm-hmm. what goes on. I don't think you know? that's bad at all. The only problem with that is you're you're not benching Josh Allen the entire season. No, like you, you've got <laughs> no, <trade> but <laughs> yeah, trade bait. Maybe you know what I mean. See what happens. Somebody loses their quarterback, and Mac Jones has a great start to the season. Hey, you know he's he's right there. And I always forget this, but what you did is exactly how I have Antonio Gibson in the very last round. You just pick, you forget. I forget the keeper thing. You just pick up a guy, and he's good. You know, then you're you're locked for next season. If you don't need to use him all year, right? Exactly. Exactly. Um, according to ESPN's uh, final standings projections, you are projected to win the league at this point. I, I mean, Christian McCaffrey. You, you, when these ESPN draft things like that, they they all you should go in order, just almost the way that they put them. First pick, second pick, third pick, just the way because I mean they they set all the models to get up, you know. So right. I'd have been mad if I didn't leave being ranked one. Right. I'm projected to finish second to last at this point. Yeah, you had the eighth pick. You you jumped one person. That's, you know, it's, I'm sure Pappas is eighth too, right? Yeah, Pappas is eighth <laughs> after having to drop Antonio Gibson, Josh Allen, and Miles Sanders. Yeah, he was probably, uh, the, immediately after the draft, he was number one for sure. Four, actually. Really? <laughs> eh, okay. Yeah. But, I, no, I feel good. I, I think... I follow, we follow fantasy. We'll figure out what our lineups need throughout the season. And then it's just going to come down to, uh, I didn't want to discuss this real quick with you, Chuck. I didn't realize I, did we have two IDPs and a team defense last year as well? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure how, how you feel about that. We discussed this last year. Um, yeah. I don't mind it, to be 100% honest. I still like the team defense. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't really have a strong opinion either way. I, I don't guess, really either. But it's just I don't, a little all. It, it feels, you know, retor- not retor- uh, redundant a little bit. Yeah. It can be. I mean, we'll see how at the end of this year how people feel about it again. This will be our yep. second year with it. So if they want to get rid of one or the other, we can. I still vote we we get rid of kickers. That's my that that needs to be on the official block for next year. Well, uh, it's been nominated. If it gets seconded, we'll make it happen. Yep. Anyways, this is not the only league me and Dan are in together. Uh, there's another league, um, called the Fro- I don't Frostburg League. That's that's I, I'm from Frostburg, so it all just kind of originated that it's people from my area a lot. And then we've brought in, you know, friends throughout the years of, of everybody. Right. This year, there's been a little bit of a shakeup, right? Is there not? Yeah, a, a little bit of movement. We were going to be a 14 team league for for an instant um, because we had added people Two 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 guys had, you know, 
fallen off a little bit. They hadn't they hadn't been playing as much. They show up for the draft and kind of don't do much, and then their teams by the end of the year are not rostering a whole team half the time. So uh, there has been a change. We're back to a 12-team league, but with two new representatives. Hmm. Yeah. And, uh, and th- this is a uh, sleeper league, as in it's yes. on the app sleeper. Um, and then, else? yeah, this league is a is, – this one's full PPR. Uh, our Bush League is half PPR, but we, we've mentioned that many times. This is full PPR, three wide receiver, one flex, and then just your standard kicker defense. Yep. Um, I had the – I'm trying to remember what pick I had. I think I had the eighth pick. What, you were like six or something, right? I was three. Oh, you were three. Nice. Yes. Oh, that's right. Never mind. Yeah. I had, I had nine. Yes. Yes. Uh, so do you want to start with your team on this one, Chuck? Sure. Or do you want, or do you, want to, you want to close with what happened to you? Um, no, I, let's start with it. So okay. I had the third pick, right? So third pick comes along. Um, I take Alvin Kamara, right? Dalvin Cook went first and CMC went second. Because the first, <laughs> with the first overall pick was auto. Like, I guess, wasn't it? I don't know what happened, but they went to auto-pick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, um, that'll happen. <laughs> and it auto-picked Dalvin Cook, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, which made um, me think that they had, like, queued, they queued their team up or something. But then as the draft went on, I wasn't so sure about that. Yeah. So, anyways, Alvin Kamara falls to me, which I'm like, that's who I was expecting anyways. So, it went a little differently, I guess, than I, than I imagined. Mm-hmm. I did want to ask you about that. Because I know we did our we did our running back rankings, I don't know, a month and a half ago or something just initially. And Derrick Henry was your number one overall running back. But this is full PPR. Was that is that just a change in thinking for you between the two of them? Or is that strictly full PPR, give me Kamara? Yeah, full PPR plus getting a chance to see Jameis and the preseason as mm. quarterback made me trust their offense a little bit more. Um even though their wide receiving core and their wide receiving core is, you know, nothing eat up right now. I mean, uh, Marquez Calloway is a guy, but, um, you know, they, I just think, all right, Kamara should benefit in this offense still. He should still be AK 41. Yeah. He is the offense for sure. You know, and then, then there's, there's sprinkles around him, but he, he's everything that they're trying to do. Right. And it's, and it is whole point PPR. That does make a difference. I mean, cause I looked at like the points from last year and standard Derrick Henry was number one easily. Um, but whole point PPR, he was, I think fourth or fifth. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know, it's, it's what it is, what it is. Yep. He does, it, full point. It really does make a significant difference, even from half PPR. Yeah. So anyways, we get to the second round. And picks are going and going and going. And mind you, this is a three wide receiver league. So I have the third pick in the first round, which means I have the 21st, 21st pick, I think, in the second round. 22nd. 22nd and yeah. And I get to choose between Stefan Diggs and DeAndre Hopkins. And I. I have the eighth. So I have or the ninth coming around 12th, 13th, whatever. I texted him. Immediately after my pick, 
and said, I swear to God, if they let you get D-Hop or Diggs. Lo and behold, he had his choice of D-Hop or Diggs. So I take Diggs. I really love the Buffalo offense this year. I just really like um, the chemistry he had with Josh Allen. I believe in that. So there's four picks between my next pick. DeAndre Hopkins is not picked. DeAndre Hopkins is not picked. DeAndre Hopkins is not picked. And guess what happens on that fourth pick? DeAndre Hopkins not picked. So I get to take DeAndre Hopkins too. So I get Stefan Diggs and DeAndre Hopkins on my team. On top Shabu. of Alvin Kamara, you've got let me let me I'm gonna try to guess at the end of the year between the three of them, they have 400 targets, 450 targets. I mean, that's for three players on the top of your team. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be a nightmare to play you. Yeah, I really love this team. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is my starting quarterback. Love him. I've got Kamara and DeAndre Swift. Um, and I took Jamal Williams as a handy handcuff. Yeah. <laughs> which is I, a, I didn't. I was going to take him that round too. I was like, damn, because you, I don't want to say you took, you didn't like reach for Williams, but you took, you were like, I'm getting him for sure. Cause you, yeah. you were thinking about it. I could tell. I was like, you and normally then, wouldn't have picked him, but yeah. Besides Hopkins and Diz, Diggs, I also have LaVisca Chenault starting right now. Uh, and Devonte Smith and the flex Kyle Pitts is my tight end. Hmm. I wasn't Just, I, I, I wasn't sure how you were going to feel about your Pitts pick, because I know you've wavered on him a little bit. Like, you think he's great, but it is, you know, uh, he's a rookie. I don't know. I've been trying to draft him in every league I can. So, okay. I got him in at least three of my leagues, I think. Oh, taking a bet then. Including my Dynasty League. Like my 15 Keepers Dynasty League. So, okay. Yeah. Um. And then I've got famous Jameis as my backup too. So, you know, I can yeah, get that fame, the Jameis Kamara stack if I want it. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. Rogers though. But uh, right. Yeah. Your team, you're, I, I like what you did too, because you knew where you were locked in with those couple studs. I love the Chenault and Devonte Smith pairings with it. Cause they both could just explode. They could be, the number one wide receivers for their teams. If they're not, that's okay. You don't need them to be. You've got, you know, you've got your safe, safe guys too. Um, you've got. <laughs> it feels weird to say that that it's a good thing, but it is a good thing. You've got the Lions' backfield locked up. <laughs> it feels strange to say is a you know a quality endeavor, but it is. Uh, <laughs> you're you're the you've got to be the favorite. I don't think Sleeper does the ESPN projection. You know, like who's going to win. But I, you've got to be number one. I mean, I would think so, but you know, we'll see. I'm not projected to win my first game by two points, apparently. But I got to look at that real quick. We'll see how that goes. Um, oh yeah. yeah. You you want to talk about your team now? Yes. Yeah, we're going to mine. So I was looking at your matchup real quick to take a look. Um, yeah, I had I had the ninth, and I again it's. Fun. They always do this. We do so much draft prep and you mock and you do all these things and you end up just not necessarily the, the draft doesn't go like that a lot. Um, I did something that I don't think I've done in any other draft this year. I have not. No, I can. I'm done my drafting wide receiver first round. 
Devontae Adams. I pulled the trigger with what I had. Tyreek Hill was available, um, but full PPR and uh, just I, I'm going to. It's a three wide receiver league, too. Yes. And that, that absolutely played a factor. Um, I'm going to I'm going to say I was probably wrong when I was discounting all of the Packers earlier in the in the offseason. Um, I think I was right about Rodgers not being happy at all, but he's just going to come and throw the middle finger finger for this year. Um, we'll have to see starting next year, but I think Adams is just posed for another one of those elite seasons. Um, and then coming back around, it's still – now I wish I would have taken one of those other two wide receivers looking in retrospect, um, but I still wanted one of the really, really good running backs on the turn because I didn't think by the the – Back half of that third round, I was going to like what running back was coming. So I got Najee. Najee was one of the last, in my opinion, of those elite guys there. Um, and I was super happy with. Um, and then came back around again. And I was like, I will take Keenan Allen, please. Because I've it's the only time I've actually been able to get him. I've been wanting to get him in drafts everywhere. But just where my draft like uh slot is i it just wasn't ever making sense and then i on the coming around pick four julio jones i i went three out of four wide receivers the first four which is not something i ever do um and then just to run through the rest of my lineup then because that was that was kind of my thought process on the big four and then i just had to fill you know you got to do what you got to do from there on out uh i got tom brady which i love um got him late enough Chase Edmonds bringing his head up again. It's when I'm going this like not going early running back. I'm I end up with Chase Edmonds. That seems to just be what happens. You know, I, I like him in that role of my my safe guy. You're probably one of the only people that doesn't have like super a lot of questions about that backfield. I guess or just trusts him more than most people do. I I just think I trust the offense. I think there's going to be enough volume. You know they're they're going to run a hundred plays a game or, you know, they're going to be the fastest offense in the NFL again and run as many plays as they can. I think they're going to be successful offense. Um, and he's the, this is full PPR. He is the pass. I mean, James Conner can catch the ball, but James says Chase Edmonds is still the pass catching running back in that backfield for sure. Um, and again, I got it's like my sixth or seventh pick. So I'm, I'm fairly happy with that. Um, I did, I did pull a little early with Mark Andrews. Um, I just like having one of those top tight ends. I know he's not that that Waller tier, but I've, he's still really good. And then Trey Sermon in my flex. I'm Ryan Suckup as my kicker, whatever. Uh, Broncos defense. I actually have the Steelers and the Broncos defense because I was able to put Will Fuller on the IR, and the Steelers are playing Buffalo this week, so I didn't want to start them. So I filled in the Broncos against the Giants. Um, and then Chuba Hubbard, Henry Ruggs, uh, Darnell Mooney, and Justin Fields on my bench. Mm. So I yeah, really like my team from the nine spot, but the yeah. Justin Fields pick is really interesting because if he doesn't like, we'll see when he starts. But you yeah. got Tom Brady. It's not you know. It's and, fine. I was. I think he might have been my last pick. He, you know, it, it was just that that last spot. It, he might not end up – if we had more bench spots, he'd for sure live on my bench. But we only have five bench spots and an IR spot, so he, he might end up getting dropped for, for something I need to figure out. Yeah, that, that, this league is pretty tricky in that way. But Yep. Uh, we'll see. Um, 
Uh, my projection's really high. It's right up there with you guys, 150-something. So Yeah, and um, the person you're playing against, they're not projecting high at all. No, no. Yeah, there are a couple couple teams not – sleeper projections are a little – a little wonky sometimes, but yeah, their um, their uh, pre-draft rankings were crazy too. I meant yeah. I I wanted to look at them earlier, but I didn't get a chance to. But yeah, there were some picks where I was like, "What?" Yeah, it it's really it it sets you up for failure if you get on auto draft. Like if you get such auto pick, it really does set you up poorly. I have been. I really like the mock feature on sleeper. It's a lot easier than ESPN. You can, you know, you don't need 12 other people or whatever. Um, so I've, I had noticed all of those pre-draft ranking things before and just kind of knew where they were luckily. Um, Cause they, I mean, they're, I have ended up with Antonio Brown in like every mock on sleeper. Cause they have him down in like, in like, at like the hundredth best player or something. And it was nowhere near where he should have been drafted. No, no, that, that Bucks offense is going to be very interesting. Um, all righty, but that's pretty much it for his recap of our fantasy drafts. Um, when I put this episode up, I might put like a side by side of our teams and just ask like which put a poll mm-hmm. up which people's favorite team. But um, we'll, we'll see. definitely have to put our draft positions for both ones. Because it was like I had the first draft, I had the first pick, and you had the last pick, and then you had the three and the nine. You know, that's it's got to put that into context a little bit. Because when people true. see your freaking big three, they're gonna, you know, you're you're, you're winning the Frostburg League uh, poll for sure. Yeah. All righty. Um, let's move on. Uh, the rest of this episode is gonna be NFL predictions, uh, predicting divisions, um, and eventually at the end of the podcast super bowl predictions um since it is the day before the season kicks off so uh let's start in i'm gonna start in the afc since that's where both our favorite teams are yep and let's just dive right into the afc north dan oh boy what do you got for the afc north this year I have really, really quality football being played throughout the season. That I can tell you for sure. I think this is the second best division in football. Um, NFC West for sure takes that crown. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think you've got three good football teams and the Bengals. Or how how I'm going to put it. I think you've got one great team, two good teams, and the Bengals. Um, What do you think about the Bengals? Like, do they have any, like, any chance of winning more than six games? I think the Bengals, the Ravens, and the Steelers, I mean, maybe more than any other team have the same, and the Browns with OBJ specifically, have the same concern, which is injuries. That is just like if the if if Joe Burrow gets hurt again for the Bengals, it's over. Mm-hmm. If... For the Ravens, if Lamar gets COVID and is out for whoever knows, you know, who knows how long, that's going to hurt. For the Steelers, it's Big Ben. If Big Ben can't stay healthy, your season's a wash, you know. Easily. And I I guess, I mean. My thing with the Bengals, let's just start with them since they're, they've got potential to be a great offense, an amazing Mm -hmm. offense. Yep. But 
I do not think that offensive line is good. Nope. So it it's going to be limited how how much how good how much they can get done. And when you're playing in a division with the Ravens, the Browns, and the Steelers, we would have faced twice a year. We're going to take advantage of a poor offensive line. It's yeah, take great. your pick: Clay's Campbell, Miles Garrett, or T.J. Watt. Who you want? Like right. No, none, please. Um, and Melvin Ingram now on the Steelers too. Oh, yes, yeah, Ingram. The, whoever's a, uh, opposite T.J. Watt always has a chance for a sack because T.J. Watt's got like three guys' attention. Yeah, T.J. Watt is that guy playing? What's going yeah, on? He, Full participant in practice today. Yeah, he's. It was all. It it was one of those holdouts where he's going to play. He's going to, and the Steelers they're going to pay him. They know they're going to pay him. They're they're figuring out how they're going to pay for other things while this is happening. He's 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 playing. The Steelers don't screw that kind of crap up. Le'Veon Bell screwed it up on his end the first time. The Steelers pay the guys that should be paid. Um. But in my great team is the Ravens. I think the Ravens are going to be phenomenal. Their defense is just elite. Um, Lamar is just, just getting more NFL, just more experience, everything. Sometimes it takes – like, it didn't take him any time to be amazing. It's going to take him time. It's slowly taking him a little bit of time to win, win, win. And I think this could be a year where they win – I'm going to say 12 games. 12 and 5, 13 and 4 for sure um, with – potential to, to win 15 games and then the Browns and the Steelers are very similar to me in their ceilings and floors I think they both are like locked in for eight or nine wins um but can't win more than 11 you know like they're just they're gonna win 11 or 12 games at the max wild card spot maybe you know it's all gonna it's gonna come down to all these division games for this entire division yeah, definitely. Um, I'm a little bit higher on the Browns. I think if the Ravens can win 13, the Browns can win 13. Um, I think uh, the Bengals end up getting cannibalized, even though they have a talented offense. Their defense just... Um, their That offensive line just needs a lot of improvement. Yeah, and their defense is not good. And Zach Taylor, I'm nowhere near sold on him as, a, you know, an NFL head coach. So, yeah. It's so weird. We'll this division is going to be great, but it's pretty straight. You just kind of know what all these teams are. Yeah. I mean, for Lamar, for the Ravens, it's like Lamar and Andrews. And then we kind of have to wait and see on the receivers if you really trust anybody. Um, I mean... Like, I like Sammy Watkins, and in this offense, he has the potential to be better mm-hmm. than he was even in the Kansas City offense where he was kind of like, a, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, But we'll see, and we'll see what Rashad Bateman does when he's healthy. Yep. Um, That's not the Ravens' identity either. Like, they don't need any of those guys to be amazing. Gus Edwards is going to eat, and Lamar is going to do his thing. John Harborough's John Harbaugh's John Harbaugh, man. He's he's the second Bill Belichick to me almost now. Where, as in consistency and just it, the exact same mold, you you know what you're getting from the Ravens every single year. Just like you know what you're getting from the Patriots, every, like it's the exact same thing always. Even when it's not that he changes everything about the team, they're right at this steady level. Yeah, that's true. Um. I think 
for the um, Browns, it's all about Chubb, Chubb and Hunt. And then, I mean, yeah. And the Steelers, um, it's Deontay Johnson. And I think I, I mean, between Juju and Claypool, I don't know. I kind of favor Juju on the one hand in theory, but also, you know, I don't know if you've seen the latest TikTok. Oh, no. But it's, boy, it is rough to watch. Let me tell you something. Oh, man, really? I don't even want to. Yeah, I do, um, don't go on Twitter, Dan. Don't look it up. Great. All right. Moving uh, on. Getting roasted. <laughs> oh, I'm sure he is. Uh, he was called the Addison Ray of the NFL, which I thought was pretty funny. That is pretty good. At least, at least, at least that came out of it. Yeah. Uh, anyways, let's move on now to my team's division: Colts playing in the AFC South, where it's really a two-horse race, and really for me, it's a one-horse race. It's the Titans. It's their division to lose again. Um. Yeah. Man, I, I mean, I like the I like the Colts, man. They're a good football team. It's just Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz is I mean, the bane of my existence at this point. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I can't hate him because he hasn't played bad for us yet, and I know that potentially he could be great. Oh yeah, but it's like every opportunity he has to be like, no, I'm just. We're going to be okay. He takes to not be okay. Mm -hmm. Vaccine debate. Throwing his towel and that whole thing. Yeah. And then injures his foot. I I mean, he's playing week one. It looks like, I mean, it looks like he's playing. So yeah, it's, it's definitely trending that way. Quentin Nelson is looking all right as well. Um, Yeah. He didn't practice today, but he didn't practice all of the first, week leading up to last year either and ended mm-hmm. up playing all 74 snaps in the first game last year yeah but yeah, I, I think he's gonna play which is very big for your entire identity as a team yeah um, no if quentin nelson doesn't play i'm instantly out on the colts like <laughs> a bandit ship i just think in order for the colts to have a great season a lot more things have to go their way compared to just a number of other teams in the league, honestly, that are kind of in that fringe wild mm-hmm. card debate. Like Carson Wentz has to stay healthy. Quentin Nelson has to stay healthy. The offensive line in general, which has been relatively healthy all two years ago. And then last year they were mostly healthy except for um, Anthony Costanzo. Um, but now we're bringing in Eric Fisher is also coming off an injury. So, you know, yeah, I forgot about Eric Fisher and, you know, that could go that could still go either way. We need a bunch of young wide receivers to step up. We need uh, the deep, you know, so it's just for a fantasy perspective. I just have a lot of questions. Only person I'm really trusting in the Colts offense are Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines. Mm-hmm. Um. And then Michael, maybe Michael Pittman Jr. He's going to get a lot of looks while T.Y. Hilton's out. Um, and he's really good, so there's no reason to not to draft him. But, you know, I also don't know what Carson Wentz's rapport with these re- wide receivers are. Yeah, you, you're betting on the Colts right now as like an institution. That the Indianapolis Colts are a good franchise, and they know what they're doing. Chris Ballard 
might be a genius. Um, that you you have this faith in Frank Wright, you know, like he he knows what he's doing. We have seen it before, and you know you have your 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 good star players. You're right. It's just a little uneasy. It's just a little. Uh. Whereas with the Titans, I'm like, I know what I'm getting. Their offensive coordinator left, but Derrick Henry didn't leave, mm-hmm. and they added Julio Jones and Josh Reynolds, who sneaky. I mean, they might have the best receiving core in the league. Between yeah, right. AJ Brown and Julio, I mean, between AJ Brown and Julio Jones, you could. I was going right to say, you done. Stop, <laughs> stop. Uh, yeah, the Titans, they they have to be the favorite. They did it last year. They, you know, are essentially the exact same team. I don't think they've had too much defensive turnover either that I at least have committed to memory. Um, or just a bunch of studs, just studs in the skill positions on the offense. And always a quality – it always feels like a quality offensive line no matter what, I think, because of Derrick Henry. But I think it also is still just a good offensive line. Right. Taylor Luan is definitely, like, a, I mean, amazing. Elite. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think so, the Oh, wild... and then we don't really need to talk about this with the two teams. Well, the, Jag- <laughs> the Jaguars are a bit of a yeah. wild card. I think they could win, like – they could win six games this year. That's they doable. could. We, if Trevor Lawrence, you know, is everything that we think he is, they can win six or seven games this year. Yeah. I mean, it really comes down to their defense, which is really bad. Now, not great. Yeah. <laughs> but um, they, they get to start with two wins, though, which is nice, just like everybody in your division does. Yeah, the Texans. <laughs> They, they, they signed are, Danny Amendola to a one-year, two-and-a-half-million-dollar deal last week or a couple yeah, days ago. That makes te- a lot of sense. The Texans are just really, really – I mean, it's between them and the Lions this year. For the, They're bracing for the number one overall pick. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't see how it's not Houston. I mean, they are an abomination. They're, they traded away uh, Bradley Roby. Yep. I yeah, mean, so they just – they're yeah. just like, yeah, oh, you're trying to win? Oh, get out of here. Oh, Did you sorry, just get an interception? You're out of here, buddy. We got to send you to a team trying to catch interceptions. <laughs> yeah, you oh, you want to get a sack? Oh, get out of here, buddy. No, no thank you. That's Cut. not what we do here. This is Houston. <laughs> yeah, they're going to be bad. Yeah. Ty, poor, poor Tyrod Taylor, man. I can't catch a break. It's apparently it's Tarod. Oh yeah, I know, but what? Sorry, sorry, Tarod. <laughs> your 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 name is more fun to say the other way. Disrespecting a man like that—that's crazy. You want to call right. me Dawn? I'm okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a mutual agreement. All righty, let's move on to the AFC West. Chiefs, uh, Chiefs, and then. I've got a lot of hope for the Chargers. Yeah, me too. Me too. I, I yell Chiefs because they are still definitively the best team in the division. You know, they've been back-to-back Super Bowls, got Mahomes, all the things. You know the Chiefs. The Chargers and the Broncos, for me, are just extremely exciting. I'm not going to lie. I think both of those teams can be very, very good. Teddy Bridgewater has to, like, ba- play the best year season of his life for the Broncos, to me, to be, like, really a deep threat but yeah, no not, not a deep threat you 
fair enough. There's the delineation where right, but if Herbert he plays and Bridgewater are the the difference. Right. He plays like competent. Yes, the Broncos will be a wild card team. Yeah, very possible that 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 their defense I think is going to be the Broncos defense that it always is. You yep. know, they rarely take lapses on that side of the ball, and they've just got speed and talent everywhere on that offense. Like you said, if Bridgewater can just get those guys the ball, get them in space, they're going to make plays. And Melvin Gordon, Javante Williams at running back, like that's a nice little one-two combo. Like even if Gordon like stays the primary all year, that's just a great. They've got yeah. a they've got a great team. Yeah, they they they've put all the pieces together. They need a, they should have drafted Justin Fields. Patrick Sertan looks like he's a very good cornerback and will be quality in this league. They should have drafted Justin Fields. It's just all there is to it. I mean, it's not you're not technically. I'm not going to say you're wrong, but yeah. we'll see. Because it's our last Mac- day to always be right, Chuck. Don't don't throw it away. It's our last day. And Mac Jones. They could have Mac Jones, too. Yes, dude. Mac Jones as well, who I had question marks. They're, he's slowly answering all the questions, he seems to. Yeah. Um, but back to your Chargers. Back to your Chargers. Herbert's awesome. Eckler is one of my favorite human beings. He's just so much fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, Keenan Allen, uh, do you think any other offensive weapon has a chance to, like, actually be relevant for fantasy? Or is it mainly them? It's mainly them and everyone else you're kind of taking a chance on. I mean, Mike Williams, every year, feels like we've been saying, like, this is going to be the year he steps up. And then it just doesn't happen. So I've got to see it to believe it. Um, People will have games, but you won't know when to start them. You won't be able to figure it out. It'll probably just be those... The big three again. Um, but how improved do you think their defense is? Because that was obviously the problem last year. Their defense was was uh, mediocre, I would say, at, at, at the at the best. Well, getting Der- Derwin James back is going to help them a lot. Yes. I am in a uh, full IDP league that goes through every defensive position. He mm. was like my second overall like defensive player pick. He's just going to – I just think it's a, a monster bounce back for him. Yeah, and their defense, I mean, you look at their defense on paper, they should be really good. Mm-hmm. Chris Harris and uh, is a great starting cornerback. Yep. You know, they've got, like, great number ones at each position. Joey Bosa on the line. Bosa, yep. Um, Kenneth Murray, they drafted for at linebacker. Like, they've got guys. Yep, Just and they put it all together. Be- right. And right. they—that's that, Brandon Staley, right? If I remember correctly, he is their new head coach, who was the defensive coordinator for the Rams. Um, I will take that. You know, the the Rams style of playing offense. I'm trying to think. Is the personnel semi similar? I mean, Aaron Donald is a middle pass rusher, but you know, Joey Bosch is an edge pass rusher. But then that elite corner, um, great safety play. It, it, I think he knows how to use those pieces. Yeah. I agree. Um, I just don't have much else to say. I think everyone is pretty excited about the Chargers, you know, so Mm -hmm. it is what it is. A team less people are less excited about now to wrap up the division, the Raiders. Yeah, um, I think I had said this. I'm out on the Raiders. I don't want I want Darren Waller to be amazing um, because I drafted him and I have him in two leagues, I think. 
Um, and he will be amazing because he is their offense, um, at least passing part of their offense. Uh, I just I think this is going to be one of the it might be the worst defense in football. I, I think it's going to be bad. I, I don't. It, plus, they got to play the Chiefs and the Chargers twice a season and even the Broncos twice. I just I, I think they're going to be bad. I think the Raiders. Gonna, I don't trust John Green at all. The Raiders are always like they always like show these flashes in the first like five weeks, I feel like. And then the rest yeah. of the season just goes on and you're like, well, they look so good and early and then they're mm-hmm. just like terrible. <laughs> yeah, Derek Carr sneakily plays all right all season, but you just you can't tell among the, the myriad of other mistakes and things happening and John Grudenisms happening. It's it's they just they will fall apart. That that will happen. Yeah. And Josh Jacobs, too. I mean, he's just solid. Play, he's mm-hmm. healthy. Plays well. Yeah. yeah. So, so I'm down on Jacobs as far as ADP, but he's absolutely a starting running back in fantasy for sure. Yeah, it's just weird because they brought in Kenyon Drake when they yeah. like. There was the like running back was not the position you needed to address in the offseason. No, they and they put a waiver claim out on Royce Freeman when Royce Freeman got dropped by the Broncos. They put a waiver claim on him. They wanted to add him to their running back roster. I'm like, what are they doing? I don't understand you. No, makes no sense. Makes no sense. Uh, but Nelson Aguilar being gone hopefully helps Henry Ruggs. Yeah, I, Ruggs might – he might be the guy. That that might be true. He, he might end up with a flex value at least by some portion of the season. Yeah. Um. Because the rest of their um, receiving core is Hunter Renfro and Brian Edwards, Zay Jones, and Willie Steen. Because John Brown was released. Yes. <laughs> so, and, and he was only, he got asked to release. Yeah. Because, he said, get uh, me out of here. <laughs> yeah, basically. He said, why are you not playing me and you're playing Brian Edwards? You know, I know Brian was a third-round pick from last year. He's he, You know, it might be all right, but... Uh, I know what John Brown is. He's pretty good. <laughs> Some might say, yeah. Many would say, in fact. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm surprised um, he hasn't signed anywhere yet. Yeah, he might be. It's just like teams are at this point, I think, where they're like, we've got our team and we're going into the season with this team. Yeah. And then somebody's going to get hurt and they'll move things around or whatever. Yeah, because he's, he's also not going to come in and play for $700,000. He's going to, you know, you're going to have to pay him a couple mil if you want him on the on the roster. Right. He said he might be interested in joining the Colts in the offseason at one point. So I'm hoping Ooh. we, I mean, if he comes to the Colts, that would be fantastic. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, especially if Ferris Campbell gets hurt again. Which, not a oh, great, not a great track oh, record with that. Yeah, hopefully not, but. Anyways, moving on now, final division AFC, the East. It's the Bills division to lose. Oh, yeah. And is this the worst fantasy division? I mean, outside the Bills, yeah. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, well, the Dolphins, the Dolphins people, the Dolphins, like Gaskin is a solid RB2 because he seems like he's the guy. There's no one else. I mean, Salvin Ahmed played decent at times last year, but the Dolphins aren't committed to him or anything. Yeah, you keep forgetting about Malcolm Brown down there, though. He uh, I, he's going to take some touches. I still I like Gaskin. Gaskin is an RB too, but uh, I'm worried about the goal line because he's a tiny dude. 
Yeah, I mean, Brown might might vulture some Gaskin, but just in terms of like Gaskin use in the offense, mm-hmm. he can catch the ball a little. You know, he can yeah. do a lot of things. So like, yeah, he's gonna get the touches. Oh yeah, he's absolutely. He, I just think he's his ups. His like you the way his upside is capped a little bit because he had that potential. James Robinson last year, but you know, he's just the only guy that gets absolutely everything and ends up at RB six. And so right. that's been capped a little bit. Jalen Waddle. I like you could name him. Will Fuller, uh, Devonte uh, Parker, Devonte Parker. I just don't know. I, it's just, I just don't know who it's going to be yet. You know, it's the Bengals, but slightly lesser down tier because they're not going to throw the ball as much into it. It doesn't look like Joe Burrow. You know, it's I don't know exactly where everything's going and the offense isn't going to be I think the offense is going to be fine, but it's not, you know, elite to where you can spread the ball around. It's not the Bucks where they can spread it around to three guys and everybody's happy. Yeah. And then, yeah, it, it's just a bunch of average kind of. Na- well, Jalen Waddle, I think, has a lot of upside because yes. of his he, he has familiarity with Tua in general. So, like. That's that. But yeah. Second half of the season, Waddle might be a legitimate thing, but it's going mean, to take a little bit of time. Yeah. And then moving on, the Patriots in the Mac Jones-led offense, but they still don't have, I mean, Nelson Aguilar and Jacoby Myers are their best pass catchers. Yep. I don't know how excited I am about those names. Nope. Uh, Myers is a flyer. He'll have, he'll have big games. Um, I don't want any part of the passing attack, but... I do think Damian Harris is going to be pretty legit out of the backfield. Um, James White also, but I know. Yeah, it's just it, James. It's the James White, you know, and somewhat loathe for being there because <laughs> you're sitting there looking at him like if I pick James White, I feel like I'm going to get six points. And if I don't pick James White, he's going to get 16 points. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly <laughs> the James White motto. <laughs> he's going to come steal stuff from you you just don't know how much he's gonna steal sometimes you know sometimes he steals your wallet but sometimes he just takes the pen out of your bag um, yep. but i think i cam newton no longer on the team somebody else is going to score those red zone touchdowns he scored like all of them last year so uh if you think mac jones can move the offense at all and, and score at least a couple touchdowns down there then harris will have flex value i think yeah and then there's the Jets. I mean, I sneaky kind of really like the Jets. I think they're like a, they're not going to have a good record because mm-hmm. when you look at the quality of teams in the AFC and the talent, they're they're just going to they're going to end up getting vultured and they're probably going to end up with like four wins this year. Yep, but. I I don't hate Zach Wilson. I just think he's we just I think a lot of the other quarterbacks have gotten the hype and Zach Wilson's kind of stayed quiet. Yep. It's because like the Jets. Right. I like Elijah Moore. I love Elijah Moore. I Jets get to play the Texans this year, so they're getting a win. That's nice. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Um you really like Robert Salah. I've, I've figured that out in our, in our podcasting together. Um, you think he's going to, again, it's not going to work this year, but you think he's building that team into maybe a little bit of something, don't you? I can, he's defensive minded, but I think that 
there's just no talent on their defense, like anywhere that I can, at least there are no names that I can just pick out of a hat and know. Um, so that might lead to some garbage time, man. There might, there might be garbage time. This might be those Blake Bortle Jags teams, you know, that just the whole fourth quarter, they're playing the second team on the other, uh, the second team defense and, you know, two, three touchdowns at the end of a game. They have CJ Mosley first off on defense. So not, not nobody, but he is the only name. He is yeah. the only person I look at that roster and go like, okay, their offense looks like it should be good. They've got, I mean, the the left side of their line, Mackay Becton, and then, I mean, he's a rookie, so we don't know, but Elijah Vera Tucker, you know. He, he was he was considered pretty much guaranteed, if I, you know, by, right. by experts. Right. Their wide receiving core, Corey Davis, Keelan Cole, Jameson Crowder's out, I guess, right now. Elijah Moore, Denzel Mims, like, they've got a solid team. Their running back room is good. Tevin Coleman and Ty Johnson with Michael Carter is like – like, they should put up points. I think they're going to lose a lot of games, but it's going to it's gonna be, like, 34 to 27. And it was 34 to 14 until the fourth quarter. I, I can see that. I, I will say I pretty much disagree with your wide receiver and running back talent evaluation there. I, I think Tevin Coleman's washed. Um, I think there's a reason Michael Carter's fourth in the depth chart. He shouldn't be fourth in the depth third. chart as a third. They haven't they haven't listed third I above even, Lamichael P. Ryan. Oh, so they have P. Ryan last. Okay, but that's all. That's bad between the two of them. They're they're recently invested draft picks that they are now behind Ty Johnson, who they just you know picked up off the the street last year. Um, I I, I just don't sense there's a ton of actual legitimate breakaway talent there. Um, and then the same, the wide receivers, um, it, it's a similar thing. I think they're just guys outside of Elijah Moore. And Corey Davis is what he is. And that's, he's a, he should be a two. He should be your two. If Elijah Moore can step up and be your one, I'm happy with that. All righty, man. I've got a little, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I've got some faith in the Jets. But okay. yeah. And then the Bills, we didn't really talk, but I mean, yeah. you know, Josh yep. Allen. Stefan Diggs. And I and then I, I don't know which whoever wide receiver you kind of want to go with. Um I not gonna lie, I avoided Cole Beasley like the plague this like like, like the, yeah, the virus. Like, <laughs> yeah. Not maybe phrasing, phrasing. But <laughs> yes. You know, I just I'm not. I'm not. Gabriel yeah, Davis, not. though, I like. I like. And they got Emmanuel Sanders. I mean you know, it's just those are sitting stash guys. Those are sitting weight guys. One of them's going to do it. We just got to figure out and find out which one. This isn't like the Dolphins where you're like, I don't know which one of it's going to be. I don't even know if it's going to happen. The, with the Bills, I feel like Josh Allen's going to find his John Brown, whichever one it is, and they're going to be they're going to score as many points as John Brown did, which is a, a flex. I'm I'm leaning right now towards it being Gabriel Davis. He just seems to have a connection with Josh that is working out really well. I am as well. That is where I would lean. Yeah, and then Devin Singletary and Zach Moss. I mean, they're flex plays at best. At best. You don't want to have to play them if you don't need to. All right. Let's move on over to the NFC. Um, Let's start with 
the best division in football, the NFC West. Definitively the best. Yeah. yeah. Definitively the best division in football. A lot to like here. I mean, the Seahawks offense. I didn't take Tyler Lockett in any of my leagues this year. <laughs> but I feel like I might regret that now. I mean, in theory, new offensive coordinator. I think Pete Carroll's backing off the offensive plays. Mm-hmm. Maybe. We don't know. We'll see. That 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 game goes back and forth. I have Russell Wilson in one of my leagues. But which Russell Wilson am I going to get? Am I get the one in the first half of the season who was leading the MVP campaign? Or the one in the second half of the season who didn't receive a single vote for MVP? So, yeah. yeah. You're going to get both again. That's, you know, you're, you're going to get both. Uh, but see, I... The Seahawks are funny in that they don't, it feels like they don't ever change, but I still don't know what's going to happen every year. Like, I know they're going to be good, but I don't know how they're going to be good. Like, it feels like their defense didn't change much that I have seen to where I shouldn't expect them to take a drastic step forward, which would make me think they're going to throw, they're going to throw the ball plenty, you know, in, in these high scoring games. But everything I hear out of Seattle is they want to run the ball down your throat. So I'm just not exactly sure what the identity will be, but you got Russell Wilson, you got Chris Carson, you got Tyler Lockett, you got DK Metcalf. You're going to score points, you know? Yeah. I mean, their defense is not, has no pass rush or not a good one, but they've still got a good secondary and a good linebacking core. So, I mean, it is what it is. But yeah. more importantly, their offense is exactly what you would expect it to be. Yep. They're, they're pretty straightforward offensively as far as who they're going to go to. You just don't know how it's going to happen, where it will happen. But that's you don't really care where it comes from as long as you know it's coming. Yep. Th- this is my fourth place team in this, in this division, I think, as of right now as well. Oh, really? I've got them as the third team. Yeah. It, I mean, it's them and the Cardinals are your three and four, I'm assuming, right? Cardinals are my four, yeah. Yeah, yeah. See, I, I think I think the Cardinals step. I think their defense gets a little better this year. I'm I'm, I'm excited to see. Um, I can't imagine a world where Patrick Peterson leaves the defense and the defense gets better. I just I, can't imagine that. That's true. That they, the optics on that aren't good. Um, but they they drafted a good linebacker to pair right with Isaiah Simmons. I think is going to work for their run defense there to plug that middle a little bit. Um, and who I would have said, which would force you into Patrick Peterson's hands, <laughs> but he's no longer there. Um, I mean, I like Buda Baker. Oh yeah. Yeah. Love Buda Baker. Uh, Byron Murphy is their cornerback. Like they've he's got fine. guys. Yeah. Their, their, their line- corners are not their strong suit, but they, no, they've got guys. They've got guys. JJ Watt. I mean, their pass rush, JJ Watt and Chandler Jones. I mean, that yes. on the edge is going to be great, but... And that yeah. should help your cornerbacks. You, you would think that that, that that makes sense. They may make a move, try to figure something out. Um, again, I have, them, I have them at three in the division, so, um, you know, not 12 wins or anything. Yeah, but, I mean, their offense, I mean, <coughs> stacked. Kyler Murray, yeah. the running backs, I mean, I don't know between Jace Edmonds or James Conner who's going to truly emerge, but I think one of them could be good. But then, I think there's a chance that both of them are okay, you know, in one of those simul, you know, co-relationships. Right. 
but wide receivers, I mean, DeAndre Hopkins, AJ Green, Christian Kirk, and then Rondale Moore and Andy Isabella. They're really good. And he didn't even say Larry Fitzgerald. He's not on the team. Larry Fitzgerald's not on the team at all? I thought he was still on the team. He hasn't retired, but he's not on the Cardinals. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, I thought he had. I just assumed he was still there. Okay. Um, he, he was never in. I knew he was never going to be in the field that much, but um, I thought it was just kind of, you know, emotionally there still. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think, I think they are going to be a very, very good. I mentioned earlier, they're going to run as many, they're going to run the most plays in the NFL again. They want to be up, up tempo. Yeah. Um, and then who, I, my number two in the division, San Francisco. You as well. They're my number one. Okay, I'm I'm okay with that. Yeah, um, Kyle Shanahan's a genius. Yeah, Jimmy G is starting. We'll see how long that goes. Um, I think I don't know. I just think with his defense is they just as long as they don't get banged up like they did last year, mm-hmm. they're going to be right back in it. Oh yeah, I think these. I don't want to say anything too draft. They're definitely two, these, them and the Rams, I think are two of the top four teams in the NFC, almost for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I think the, I think the top four kind of have risen, and we all know who they are, with the Packers and Bucks being the other two. Yeah. Um, I, and they're fairly, it's kind of, we can almost talk about them together in a way. They're similarly minded where they want to establish the run. San Francisco especially wants to run the ball down your throat, play action, you know, quick stuff to Ayuk and Samuel, um, where Stafford will air it out more. Obviously, McVay, I think, is getting excited um, about what he can do. But uh, And then just don't let you score any points whatsoever. You know, like both are stifling defenses. Um, right. They might be the top two uh, – fantasy defenses as well because i think they both going to create a ton a ton of uh turnovers yeah we usually want to go for a fantasy defense because turnovers are so you can't predict year to year who's going to create a bunch of turnovers i mean that year the patriots went on that ridiculous run oh yeah you, that you couldn't predict that nope. i usually look for like sacks as like a really good like get a team that gets a lot of sacks and go mm-hmm. from there so, like, both – and definitely the 49ers can do that easily. Probably yep. a little bit more eat better than the Rams, but not by much. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, the R- Niners offense all about the running backs. And then Debo Samuel and Ayuk on the outside. And for the Rams – Don't forget George Kittle. And George Kittle. George Kittle. He's the entire rest of the field that's not the outside. Yeah. He's, he's yeah. Everything. And then the Rams, it's all about how good does Matthew Stafford play. Yeah, and I think the range of outcomes on that is good to fantastic. You're not getting a bad Matthew Stafford season this year. You know, there's no way he comes out and looks worse than Jared Goff. That's true. You know, he's – it's either 10 wins or 14 and Super Bowl aspirations. There's no way the Rams are winning four games because of Matthew Stafford. Yeah, that's true. and I think um, that they're, I mean, all, both the wide receivers, Woods and Cup, are secure. Um, they're going to be good no matter what. Whether or not Deshaun Jackson slash Tutu Atwell are, that remains to be seen. But 
No. Yeah, they'll splash play stuff. Robert Woods and Cooper Cup are exactly what they've been for the last couple of years, just a little more upside because, you know, you don't know what Stafford's going to do. Right. And then the running back situation is uh, play it by year. Yeah. Daryl Henderson seems to be, it's almost a Melvin Gordon maybe situation. He's the guy at the beginning of the year. We know that. We'll see what happens from, you know, week four on. We'll find out. Yeah, especially after trading for Sony Michelle. Yep, he, but he's, he just got there this week. He's got to, you know, get into the offense. Sean McVay doesn't run a simple offense. So, you know, it's going to take a little bit. But, yeah, he will, be, he will be worked in. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's move on to the NFC. Let's go to the NFC South. Okay. Uh, Bucks division to lose. Yep, definitely. I've got Bucks one, Saints two, Panthers three, Falcons four. I I am there for sure. Falcons four for me. Obviously for sure. Bucks one. I am I am. It Jameis Winston has convinced me to put the Saints too, but I was worried about him for a little bit because um, I like the Panthers. I do, and I like the Panthers. That's why as well. Um, but that I have the same as you. Yeah, I think. Uh, well, with the Bucks, I mean, it's just kind of a. You know, whichever wide receiver you like the most, probably Mike Evans is the most reliable. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, the running back situation's a little weird. I yeah, would... we, we kind of touched on it a little bit earlier. There's three of them. You don't really know exactly what's going to happen yet. This is, a, this is a wait and see. Ronald Jones is who I want. I guess if I'm getting any of them, he's definitely the one I want. Um, he's the one yeah. to me that has the most upside. Yes, he's the most talented. How about that? Yeah. And then the defense, fantasy defense to take, too. Yeah, oh, yeah. Hunt. Normally, you want to avoid the crap out of this division because they got to play each other, and it's usually it's been elite offenses for a while now. But uh, not as much anymore. You know, the offenses have kind of taken a hit in the division. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, the Saints. Uh, I mean, Jameis is there. He looked really good in the preseason. Mm-hmm. He seems to favor Marquez Callaway, so I think he's worth the pickup. Yeah, he he's absolutely he should be on a roster, you know, just to see what happens. You know, they got to throw the ball to somebody. Um, yeah, and it will be Kamara. It will be Alvin Kamara. Will be number one, but then you know the actual receiving positions have to have to step up as well. Yep, and Traquan Smith too, for what it's worth. Yeah, we think it's Marquez Callaway. Somebody on that Saints is gonna. Be the guy, find out who it is. Because there's like five of them. There's Harris or something. Deontay Harris, I think, is down there. And somebody else as well. Um, They've got uh, Lil Jordan Humphrey. Oh, that's right. Yep, 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 yep. Um, Their tight end is Adam Troutman. Yeah, I know they have Troutman, but he he got hurt earlier. And there was, it was a Jordan or something that was super athletic. But I... I've just been looking for anybody on the Saints because I don't know where it's going to come from. But I feel like Sean Payton's going to figure out a way to at least score some points. Um, it's got to go to somebody. Maybe you can play Taysom Hill as the tight end again. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> um, yeah, the Saints offense, I think I was trepidatious coming into the year, but I'm a lot more confident now. Um, but I'm still, you know, I'm not all in or anything, but I just think they'll be at least good. And then Panthers, I mean, we'll see how Sam Darnold does free from Adam Gase now. 
Yeah. Hopefully better. And he's got plenty of weapons. Yeah, he's got he's always he has the number one overall fantasy player definitively, you know, uni- universally in CMC. Um, he's got he's got two really good veteran receivers. I mean, two years in the league, you're a veteran in Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore. And then, I mean, Terrence Marshall looks good. He looks fast. He looks he looks like he was ready for the NFL. If if he's got four legitimate playmakers like that, I don't know how he completely falls apart. Yeah. It's just a question of like how good is the rest of the team, the defense and all that. Yeah. I just all don't that. trust. Yeah. I don't quite trust them. You always have to take that into consideration. And then the Falcons, it's Kyle Pitts and Calvin Ridley. And that's it. Yep. Oh yeah. Um Mike Davis, Wayne Gallman. Yeah, I'm... Uh, well, Mike Davis should have some value at the beginning of the year. But Wayne Gallman's still getting integrated, but we'll find that out. Yeah. It's, another, it's just another running back room where you're just like, I'm not super confident who's going to take over this room. So... Yes. Avoid it. Completely agree. <laughs> well... To, to some extent, Mike Davis, you're like, all right, if I need a flex spot week one, obviously, but yeah. Um, and then we already we've talked a lot about Kyle Pitts and Calvin Ridley. So, yeah, yeah, we're, we're good. Well, the, the Falcons are pretty straight. They're very straightforward. NFC North. So it's pretty much a one. Div- it's a it's the Packers division to lose again. Yeah. Yeah, pretty – this might be the most automatic outside of, I think, the Bills because you still you still got Bill Belichick that would like to challenge everybody at, at everything, that the Packers will win this division. I just don't see how they don't win it. Yeah, and same fantasy names, Adams, Rogers, and Jones. Yeah, and, those are the big ones. And uh, Tunyon is get Tunyon. <laughs> solid tight end. Uh, really like him. Yeah, you'll, you'll take him. Vikings, it's all about Dalvin Cook. Yep. And then wow. as, as long as he's healthy, Thielen Jefferson will succeed. Yep, 100%. And uh, Irv, Irv Smith got hurt, right? He's out for the year. Yeah, no, that was disappointing. Was, I was upset about that because I, I, I had been, I'd been looking at him a couple places. Same. Bears, uh, when does Justin Fields start? That I is know. the only question. Yeah, because luckily, even with Andy Dalton, you've got you got David Montgomery and Allen Robinson that you can just start anyway. Now, you know, they're they're tempered expectations with Dalton, but they're still startable fantasy options. But then you just got that little glimmer of hope in your eye that Fields is coming in and they're going to skyrocket. And then Darnell Mooney might be might be playable, too. Yeah. The Bears running back room is interesting because behind David Montgomery, you have um, Damian Williams and Tariq Cohen. Tariq Cohen off coming off the injury he had last year. Um, those are both guys to be on the lookout for. Yes, yeah, because they can both catch the ball. Both you know, Tariq Cohen obviously pass catching, but Damian Williams can catch the ball too. You know, kind of spell David Montgomery on third down maybe occasionally. Yeah. 
Lions. I mean, it's Swift and Jamal Williams as a handicap. Yeah. And Hawkinson. Yeah. And then I like my guy, Amon, right? Amon Bra St. Brown. I've already talked about that, though, in other podcasts. Yep. He'll probably be, again, he's one of those week eight later, maybe, you know, get integrated, figure out the, figure out the NFL, and then take off. And then possibly the worst division in football, NFC East. Is there any, can anybody else make a case for the worst? I don't think so. I still think it has to be them, right? There's no yeah. way the Texans, the Texans can't drag down the Colts and the Titans that bad. They, they, no. they can, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen, I like the football team and the Cowboys. I, I legitimately think those are, can be good teams. Yep. Will they be good teams? I don't know. The thing is, and it's, it's one of those, the caveat, they can both be good teams, but I don't know if either of them can be great teams. You know, can either of them win a playoff game? Yeah, the Cowboys defense is bad. Really, yeah. really bad. Um, the offense is great. Oh, yeah. Weapons everywhere. I mean, you got defense. Dak, Zeke, CD, Amari that are auto starts every week. Yeah. Football team, I need more good than bad from Fitzmagic to believe in them. Obviously. But Scary Terry and uh, Antonio Gibson are going to rock out. Yeah, definitely. I just hope, uh, as a Gibson owner, McKissick doesn't falter him too much. The Eagles, it's really, let's see what Jalen Hurts can do. That's yep. it's, it's pretty much the, the story. And it, is Devontae Smith a superstar? Or is he just going to be a quality wide receiver NFL wise that I'm, ex- I'm excited to watch that this year. Cause I'm, I'm not sure he's not just going to light the world on fire. And then the giants go as Saquon goes. Yep. Hope he's healthy. I want to, I want a healthy Saquon for a season. You know, it's more fun. I do, I do too. But Daniel Jones, boy, he's just not the guy. Yeah. It's that gift. Hey buddy, you you're not that guy. Yeah. They're going to be looking at, uh, Sam Howe and Spencer Rattler next year with like the seventh overall pick or something. Yeah, good luck with that because I don't know about next year's quarterback class. <laughs> Me <Maybe> either. <laughs> Carson Strong is like, is like who I'm looking at from from Nevada. Is the yes, guy he looks I'm, fantastic. But everyone else, I'm just like, Ugh. that's part of my one. Like when I said the Broncos, you had to you draft Justin Fields, and when you're, you when there is a draft that has five quality quarterbacks in it. You take one of them because like doesn't you don't get a quality quarterback at nine very often. You know, you had to trade up to three to get that. And I was astounded when both the Panthers and the Broncos pass for them, because how would you feel about the Panthers right now? If they had if Justin Fields was just starting day one instead of Sam Darnold, because I know we've had our Sam Darnold debate. I mean, if, if they took, um, I think Sam Darnold's young enough where they can at least justify it a little bit more. Yes. They, they, once they had made the trade, they had said, we're not drafting a quarterback because of it. Um, yeah, it makes sense. Right. But if Justin Fields was waiting in the wings or Mac Jones, mm-hmm. uh, I'd be like, oh, this is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I've, but 
Yeah, we'll see. The, we'll see. I, I, I think Arnold's going to be fine, though. So it, it might not have been a ter- The Broncos one I don't get, though. Drew Locke signed Teddy. You know what Teddy Bridgewater is. Go get a go get a potential for a guy, you know, a franchise guy. Right. I agree. Whatever. Yeah. Anyways, we said we'd end the Super Bowl, end the episode on Super Bowl predictions. Dan, who you got? Super Bowl prediction right now. Okay. I have, I'm going, I mean, I'm going chalk in the AFC. It's just going to be the Chiefs again. We barely touched on them, but I think there's a little bit of, you know, I don't want to say a chip on the shoulder because they've already won one, but, you know, you lose the Super Bowl. You're talented. You felt like you easily, you definitely could have won. They revamped that offensive line. They're the Chiefs. Give me Mahomes. Um, I am going the Los Angeles Rams in the NFC, and I'm taking the Los Angeles Rams to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. I think McVay is on a mission. I think Stafford has always been good enough to win a championship. He has elevated an abysmal – you remember that year they won like 13 – he won 13 games as a Lion. Like ludicrous. He, he is as good as these elite guys, and I think he's going to show it this year. Give me the Rams. All righty. I am going with, in the AFC, the Kansas City Chiefs, and in the NFC, I'm going – with the Green Bay Packers. I, I thought you might. <laughs> yep. I think the Green Bay Packers go face the Chiefs. And then they fall short. And Patrick ah. Mahomes gets his second Super Bowl in three years. Okay. That's obviously I don't. It's impossible to envision that not happening sometime. You know, because that, that just feels like the Chiefs are the Chiefs. How do you beat them? But. That's why they play the games, right? That's why the game is out there. <laughs> Indeed. All righty, y'all. Um, it's been another episode of Bush League. Please go follow us on Twitter at FF Bush Podcast. Uh, subscribe on spot on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on um, Spotify. Get notifications. Whole shebang or whatever podcast platform you listen on. Don't know which one you're listening to. Let us know. Um, anything else you want to say before we go, Dan? It's week one. We made it, guys. Tomorrow's Christmas. Let's let's just savor it while we have it. Awesome opening game all week, all day Sunday. Just just sit your ass on a couch and and just watch all of it and bask in the glory. Make a few daily fantasy lineups. Uh, let's let's just take in the indulgence that is fantasy football this week. Couldn't say it better myself. Until next time, y'all.